Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. You can't really excuse other stuff just because, well, they tried. Listen, man, I I really like this film. I think this is the last great swashbuckling film. Quite arguably the best filmmaker of our generation. And then they like it and they tell their friends and it kind of balloons from there. But when you're... Two free plugs are in the show. Let's do a video game. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the movie just didn't simply catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie or maybe what we don't love about it and decide whether the film is worth a revisit. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hey! Hey! How you doing? I'm all right. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, um... I'm pretty excited to talk about this movie. I know, as am I. As I, as we talked about last episode, this is a movie that I really, 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 really like, and I was really talked up. Right, (laughs) I was hoping you would like it, and I am talking about the 2010 action comedy *MacGruber*. Oh yeah. So, uh, real quick, I'll break down uh, what *MacGruber* is about. (laughs) (laughs) If you've seen *Hot Fuzz*. I, I would say that this is similar in terms of its send up of 80s action heroes and 80s action movies. Everything that I or you as well grew up watching like Die Hard and Stallone films, uh, Schwarzenegger films, Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, like all yeah. these type of all these type of action movies uh, where you have just kind of like these alpha males who are just like they their shit doesn't stink pretty much. Yeah. That's but unfortunately, what with MacGruber, his shit does <laughs> as in the tra- as, in, as he tells Piper in the movie, shit does stink. It stinks like shit. <laughs> um, so MacGruber is basically uh, somebody steals uh, a warhead, nuclear warhead, and the government goes and goes tracks down MacGruber, who is in isolation. I believe I don't know what country he's in. He's in isolation. Somewhere. He's in a monastery. All right. They go find him and say, like, hey, we need you. We need you to come by. It's Kanth. That's the name of the character that Val Kilburn plays, the bad guy. Uh, and, and you find out that Kanth killed his wife. Uh, well, he was about to get married. He kills his wife on their wedding day. So he's, he's always blamed him for, obviously, he, he, he hates her. And we'll get into how that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so he comes back. He comes out of, quote, unquote, retirement. Or people think he's dead. He comes back. He, and he's going to go stop Kunth from from you know using this warhead and he put the team together uh then he put the second team together i'm trying not to spoil <laughs> stuff when we get into it and uh which the second team is consists of uh Ryan Felipe who plays uh Dixon Piper who's like the real army guy and then Vicky San Elmo who's played by Kristen Wiig uh so they they all they basically MacGruber goes saves the day it's an action movie so it's pretty much uh, like cuz i'm going to if i start breaking down the plot it's I'm going to just start telling you stuff that I like about the movie. And then I, and so I'll save that for the bulk right. of the podcast. It's a pretty straightforward play. It's not right. convoluted. And really. it's not. And it shouldn't have to be because it's a it's a straight up comedy. That, uh, right. This movie is also based upon the Saturday Night Live skit of the same name, MacGruber, which they did for years, um, which Will Forte played the, uh, the the lead, the the title character in a lot of the skits as well. So it, it's I would say it's one of the very few. SNL movies that are based on an SNL skit that has worked like that. I like, I enjoy quite a bit. I mean, I mean, there's Wayne's world, Wayne's world, Coneheads, uh, ladies, man. I don't uh, see ladies, man. I like some stuff in ladies, man. My favorite joke in ladies, man is, is Will Ferrell greasing himself up when they're going to wrestle. That's, but that's him. That's, that's Will. That's Will Ferrell. Right. So in, and Coneheads, I didn't mind. Um, I'm trying to think of the other one that I liked. What's the one where they're always the they're the dance guys, Farrell and uh, Oh, Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. Some of that stuff was funny. Yeah, overall, Night at the Roxbury is pretty forgettable, but it's got some good bits. I'm probably forgetting uh, a couple others, but I would Wayne's World and MacGruber are the two ones that I think, in terms of like the whole the whole piece, the whole movie itself. I enjoy quite a bit. Like uh, uh, that's why I put them high. But I'm, I'm probably forgetting a couple others. And I'm sure, you know, 
I'll, I'll hit myself in the head afterward. I'm with this. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. But you, you said you liked it. So, right. <laughs> did I? I did. I did quite a bit. I was a little surprised because the skits on Saturday Night Live and the character of MacGruber himself is obviously a ripoff of MacGyver. Of course. Uh, so I was expecting something a little more based on the 80s TV shows from like the early 80s um, or the late 80s, early 90s. And I wasn't expecting it to be a ripoff of action films right. from the lady, which I was pleasantly surprised about. With the exception of the fact that MacGruber makes bombs and, and weapons out of household <laughs> items and the way he dresses in his in his in his right. mullet. There's really that's where the MacGyver stuff ends. Well, there's the part at the end. What? When which part? When he's trying to defuse the nuke. Give me the wrench. Here you well, go, McGruber. Well, that's the skit. Yeah, because the they finally skit. get the skit. Yeah. And then he opens it up and goes, Jesus, <laughs> what is this? Can you defuse it? No. There's so many wires. Well, do you remember yeah, Richard Dean Anderson actually plays his father in one of the skits on SNL, the McGruber skit. He comes yeah. on there and plays his dad, which is funny. Because it's usually what happens was the McGruber skit would run two or three times throughout the episode. And it was always... Uh, it was whatever the star was. Was it was always Vicky. Say, it was used to be Maya Rudolph who's in this, mm-hmm. and then she left the show. Then it became Kristen Wiig. Yep. And then, um, and it's always whoever's the star that week would always be. There. And and they, the skits would play each. You know, he would never defuse the bow. Would always blow up. Oh so yeah, that, that was always the joke. Uh, so we'll get into it. Let me get into, uh, I guess you know the production facts. We really start. We 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 really need like some kind of sound cue. Well, we're going to get into the facts. We I mean, you really should work on that in the edit. Okay. What do you want? <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe we just like production facts, like something like that. You got it. You just did it. No, no. no, use no that. that's don't too, use too that. Don't use that. You just did. Production facts. <sighs> Am I just a joke now? Am I a foil? <laughs> you made yourself what you are. <laughs> okay. So this movie was released on May 21st, 2010. Summer movie. First, first month of summer is May. Right. It was up against Shrek Forever After, which that's a tough get. That's a tough one to go after. That's the fourth in the Shrek series. Everyone loves Shrek. Fourth was better than the third. Well, I mean, we're not here to debate well, that. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so you should also know that this is the same summer as the 18, one of our movies that we did. So I think the 18 comes out a couple of weeks after this in June somewhere. I mean, if I mean, if I went back to the episode or my notes, I could probably tell you exactly, but I don't feel like <laughs> doing that. So. So it was released on the 21st. Um, in terms of what was around it, so it just went up against Shrek Forever After. The week before, it, you had coming in, you had Robin Hood, the, oh, the, uh, the Russell, Russell Crowe Crow movie. One. Ridley Scott directed that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Which, I, honestly, I never saw. I never saw it. I don't know why I never got to I it. I tried to watch. I actually, that was one of the few movies I, I just, I started it really late. That might be one of the reasons, but I actually... It's one of the few movies I've watched on TV that I just couldn't finish. Really? It was it was really long and boring. I really like the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. <laughs> I like the Kevin Costner Robin Hood has some good parts. I mean, that I, is truly eight, 90s, but yeah. I really like it. And it's, I mean, I will say the Russell Crowe one was better than the most recent one, which I would also now have. Oh, uh, where they never shoot an arrow? Oh, God. That was not, that, that, that was, uh, we're talking about the Taron Egerton, Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Uh, who's that guy? Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, Robin Hood. We, we, was it called Robin Hood? Yeah. Yeah. Which was not. We were really disappointed in that. Yeah. It was. Yeah. To no fault of either, uh, any of the three of them. Well, I think we. I think we've done. I mean, we've done this podcast long enough. This is episode. What well, we're in season two now of season ep, season two episode seven. So we've done about twenty. This is our twentieth episode. Ooh. Um, I think we've we've. I mean, I. I if, if people have listened to us throughout, I think you understand that anytime we're critical about movies, it's. We're not it's not just toss and blame willy nilly. We know we understand that. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of things need to go wrong for a movie to go wrong. So we, we don't you know, a lot of things did. Go listen, wrong. a lot of people, all these people that are making movies, even though they're swinging and missing and the movies aren't good, they're still making movies. Right. And everyone that's super critical about that are people that would love to have the change exchange places with them. So, right. you know, they would love to be able to make a crappy movie. Absolutely. I mean, I, I always, I always used to joke when people were like, Oh, you're going to sell out when you're right. I go, listen, if somebody says, Hey, I need you to write Witchboard six, which is an old eighties horror movie, Witchboard used to be an eighties movie. That's how old I am. I said, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm writing Leprechaun 10. I'm there right in front of the 13th, 48. I don't care like that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, all these people that are super critical for no, uh, no basis, they would trade everything in the world to be able to do some of these movies so they can just uh, go spit, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Movies so, like <laughs> <Magruber>. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So anyways, back to what we were talking about. 
the week before this movie, week before the 21st uh, with MacGruber was Robin Hood and, and Just Right. I, I don't remember. I, I Oh, you know what? That's the one with Queen Latifah in common. That's the, the it's like a romantic comedy drama thing. I think it's romantic comedy. The week before that is Iron Man 2. Now, say what you want about how bad I, how I don't like Iron Man 2. No, that's my least favorite but Marvel. Iron Man 2 coming off of Iron Man was a huge, huge success. Oh, yeah, and a yeah. huge hit because people were just all about it. And so I'm sure that in the second week to MacGruber, it did not help MacGruber's, uh, you know, take, take yeah. box office take. And then so MacGruber's the 21st. And then after that, on the Wednesday is Sex in the City 2, another one that, you know, follows a uh, not as good as the original. I mean, the first movie was 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 a hit off of the show. Right. The, the sequel was, you know, popular because of the first movie. So even though it wasn't as strong. And then the week after the full week after the Friday is Prince of Persia, the Sands of time, the Jake Gyllenhaal action movie based on a video game. Did you play that game? I pl- Oh, which, which one? I don't know, the there's first so, one, Prince so of Persia. Many. I don't know. The, the original like Nintendo game. Yeah. Uh, I did play the game that this is loosely based on and it was awful. <laughs> I think it was like $2 at like GameStop. And was I was like, the no, why not? You, the Sands of time one was the one where you could, um, you can time travel if you did. Like, yeah, you, you can basically undo your mistake. You go back or you can like oh, fix right, things right, that were right, broken right, to try to. Right. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Well, we're not right. talking about that movie. All right. So you kind of you kind of get an idea of where MacGruber fit in terms of that summer of 2010. Uh, the movie's 88 minutes long. Rated R. Uh, it was a $10 million budget. <laughs> Domestically, I'm laughing because it didn't make any money. Domestically, <laughs> it made $8.5 And it made like under a million foreign, which it made like 800000 uh, I'm gonna butcher this name. Directed by uh, Jorma Tacconi. All right, That's how I would Okay, it. Uh, he he's one of the members of uh, the Lonely Island trio. With uh, I thought Andy I thought that name yep. sounded pretty. Yeah. Good. He directed okay. Popstar Never Stop Popping, which we both like. Uh, that's also yeah. something I, I put on the list. And I also believe he wrote. He was he was on the writing staff for SNL. I believe he wrote this original skit. I can see that because so he's part Lonely of the Island original, did right. things in um, SNL. Well, you know, once Andy Samberg got on there, I'm sure he just, hey guys, these can these guys write for you? Yeah. So yeah, the, which is fine. Um, but uh, I think he was part of the original skit, and that's why he's there. So because this was written by Forte Tacconi. Again, I apologize if I didn't get that name right. And John Solomon, who was a, is a heavy SNL writer, so all SNL, you know, alum. Okay, I got a couple. I got a couple things here. So this movie in its first week was on two hundred two thousand five hundred forty six screens. In its third week, it went down to one hundred seventy seven. This is this had the biggest theatrical drop off uh, in in modern history in terms <laughs> of dropping for how many how many you know theaters it was pulled out of. It is also considered the second biggest box office flop of twenty ten. Trivia, what's the first? I'll tell you what number 10 was. The A-Team. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2010? You're not going to get oh, it. I'm not going to get it. I can guarantee you have completely forgotten this movie starring Nicolas Cage. Next? Nope. And oh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, knowing? No, knowing, no. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did totally forget that, is that the, movie. That is the biggest flop of 2010. I kind of want to know all the other years, but okay. All right. So, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that, and I'll give you the cast. Uh, MacGruber's Will Forte, played by Will Forte. Vicky St. Elmo's played by Kristen Wiig, which I've said. Dixon Piper, Ryan Felipe. Dieter Von Kunth is Val Kilmer. He's the bad guy. Colonel Faith is Powers Booth. And Casey is Maya Rudolph. Those are the main. I mean, you see a couple of people. You see, there's a bunch of, his, his this, team this, is like yeah. a bunch of wrestlers that I'm not going to go through. So obviously we both really like this movie. And so this is probably not, this is probably going to be one of the movie, one of the podcasts where we're just kind of shouting quotes at each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll try to, we'll try to be, I guess, mildly entertaining and otherwise. So you talked about it a little bit because you had never seen it. No. And you're, so your expectation go kind of go through real quickly what you, your expectation was. And then once you started realizing that this movie, like there's a point in movies when you're watching a movie, you're like, oh, I don't really don't know what to think of this movie. And you start it. And then there's a point where you're like, all right, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. So at what point was that for you? All right. So I thought, first of all, like I said, I thought it was going to be more of the TV show, um, kind of a theme to it, but it was more film. Uh, I didn't realize how how <laughs> filthy the movie was going to be because <laughs> this is Night Live thing. It's just, oh, he explodes and fails a lot. Although there's a lot of things where he says something inappropriate. And it gets him in hot water. And so he turns around and tries to defend himself poorly. And then everything blows up. So that kind of is in keeping with the character. So I, 
when when it starts up, I'm just like, what the hell am I watching? It's just it starts off with the nuclear weapon attack, which is just kind of played pretty straight. And then you get into the title theme and they start singing the song and it's the SNL theme song. MacGruber. But they do it all like all up like a Hollywood movie. MacGruber. Yeah. We made a fucking movie. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, what is this? And then he's playing the saxophone. What you kind of wonder about this is you were like, he plays the saxophone in one scene. She's on the top of this warehouse playing the saxophone. Classic just, 80s. Oh, my God. I think after he blew up his team, his first team. OK. I think that's when I was like, all right. I I I, I kind of know what this movie's gonna be. The movie, the the one scene where I was kind of like, which was right afterward, where I was kind of like, oh, okay, now I know they can't go much further than that. Is after he blows up his team, yeah, and he's trying to convince Ryan Philippe's character, uh, Piper, to join, to join him on the team, and he starts pulling out his pants. I'll suck your dick. I'll suck your dick. I know. I know. I let you fuck me. I let you. Want want to watch me fuck? It's just like, like, what are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, I know. And then the colonel comes in and he slowly pulls up his pants on his underwear. (laughs) Uh, Yes. That's Um, when I was like, all right, I'm in. Yep. Absolutely. I will suck your dick. I will suck your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team. I'll suck your dick. You can fuck me or get fucked by me. You can watch me fuck something. Just point. Something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. Jesus Christ, MacGruber. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. <laughs> okay, I don't have any lubricant. Do you see any whiteout or like copy toner should work? Or- Put your pants back on. Uh, for me, it was the beginning. Uh, I There's a, in the beginning of the credits, there is a newspaper clipping. And I was like, MacGruber stops terrorist attack, kills 200 in the process. <laughs> Yeah, so I I I think once they did that, and then once the song started, I was like, um, you know, just kind of like the song going, you know. Yeah, I I was just like, okay, I'm 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 cool with this. And then I think when when they go to the monastery and they get him, and then he comes back, and then he goes and he pulls out his uh, he goes to his gravesite, he pulls all his clothes out, and he's putting everything on, and he's shaving and stuff like that. Now I should say this. For some unknown reason, again, I watched the unrated version. I watched a different version than you watched. Yeah, you son of a bitch. I know, but now, <laughs> in because I don't, I think this. I there's only like six minutes of difference, and it was just a few lines here or there. Okay. Um, the only line that stood out to me was in when he is in powers with Colonel Fate's office. Yeah, and he's telling after after his team dies. Okay, and he's like, you know, and he's like, it was a lot of f, a lot of f bombs, you know, a lot of. Oh yeah, yeah. That's an and and he's like, it was great fucking. No, no, no. I know. He's like, okay. those were great fucking guys and stuff like that. That actually continues, and he's like, yeah, but the children were there. Then after hearing, he's like, well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, yeah. So that that was one part that stood out. I was like, I knew it wasn't there. But back to when he goes and gets his clothes out of the <laughs> when he goes and gets his clothes out of the grave. Does, in the original, does he get his keys from the car in that? No. no okay, so he, got, he puts his clothes on, he shaves his, he cuts his hair, and then he screams, and then it cuts, which I love because they do that two times when he's screaming, they cut. But actually, before he does that, he opens up the casket again, and he, there's a keypad there. There's like a metal bottom, and he taps his coat, and he, and, he, and he opens up this little compartment. He puts his hand, and he pulls out the rabbit, the, the rabbit foot yeah. and, the, and the key to his car. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that everywhere he goes, he has to take his A-track uh, deck with him. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a blah punk. When he it How could you? <laughs> but he's still got it taped up. He's still carrying it around, jamming it in the machine yeah. at the end. I think one of the reasons why, because I, I, like I said, we're just going to sit here and just start talking how it's so funny and hilarious, but to kind of break down maybe why... I think MacGruber is so funny and you think MacGruber is so funny is because everyone else but MacGruber in this movie is serious. Like everybody else is like I have a note where when when Powers Booth and Val Kilmer were when they started talking about making this movie, the note that they got from Forte and the director was you are in a Joel Silver 1988 action film You're because they both love Die Hard. You are in this type of movie. That is what movie you are in. He is in a different movie. So <laughs> basically, in order for MacGruber's jokes to land, in order for him to be a goofball and just an idiot, he can't. And not everyone else can be an idiot, too. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so he had like so they're they're playing it serious or at least like so they're us. There's moments in the movie where 
you see them looking at him when MacGruber's saying stuff, and they're just like, oh, like, you know, what are you doing? Like that kind of right. stuff. And MacGruber's that's that that's what makes MacGruber's character that much more impactful in terms of the comedy is because everybody else is the straight person, the the, the person that the jokes are going off of. They're they're not a, they're not they can't be a part of that. Because when you have a right. movie where everybody's the jokey person, we talked about this with the A team, or we talked the about A team shadow, where everybody's yeah with, having yeah. the cool lines, and we just watched Hobbs and Shaw, and when you when you obviously we you know we record about a month and a half prior, right? So we just got off of watching Hobbs and Shaw, and in that movie, they're doing like they're all the same voice, you know what I'm right. saying? Everyone, right. Okay, yeah. right. We talked about how Hobbs' character became somebody who a little bit more comedic, and that's not who that's not, that's what, not what we Hobbs liked. Was. Yeah. Yes. You can't have that. You have to have you. Ha- I'm, I'm sorry, everybody, but there has to be somebody in the movie that's not a hilarious so that the hilarity can ensue with the other character. And I think in this movie, that's real. Like, I love that it starts off serious. I love the fact that. Oh, so, yeah, in the, the desert, the attack, they attack yeah. and, the, and, and it, you and you don't really get a sense of the comedy until. They visit MacGruber at the monastery and the kid steals his uh, little necklace. Fuck you, MacGruber. Yeah, exactly. He's he'll he'll bring it back. That's really the first comedic moment. Well, there's the opening scene. No, I get. No, I but understand. That's, that's but more song, subtle. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. I mean, that's kind of giving you a heads up. Hey, this is the, this is the type of movie you're going to get. Yeah. But in, in terms of the, the body of the movie, that's where it first starts. So yeah. I think that I, if you're doing a comedy, that's key. Well, I would argue that. I mean, that, you're correct, but I would say that there are kind of levels to that, because I think that Will Forte is at the top of ridiculousness. Sure. Because he's he is 80s. And then you get like the colonel. Who's got a little bit of that almost like ridiculousness, like that, like, like kind of like really like tro- he's really tropey. I wouldn't say sure. he's jokey, but tropey. And he's kind of like he he likes MacGruber, but he also realizes MacGruber's out of his prime and out of his element. Well, that's but and that's, he no longer is mad. I get but, that. That's a story. That's but a he story still point. plays yeah. it a little. Still, I would say the most regular character is Piper. Yes. And then obviously I would say that Vicky St. Elmo is the is the second most ridiculous character uh, because yeah, she oh, yeah, seems yeah, also yeah. kind of stuck Agreed. in that 80s well she's part of the skit too so i can see yeah exactly and the longer time that Kunth gets to spend with mcgruber the more ridiculous he gets like he's <laughs> in this world of realism and then mcgruber just kind of pulls him back into this his ridiculousness from when they were both like adversaries right right which i, I like because you see Kunth is this like ridiculous villain this big time villain and at the end by the end of the movie he him and mcgruber are just Trading barbs with each other is ridiculous. Oh, right at the end. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. I hear you. So uh, I know you told me that you didn't like something. There's only one thing I didn't like. Okay. And, and it's really kind of just a joke that doesn't really land. Maybe. I mean, this movie's not that old. I 2010. Mean, it's, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's when they go when he's recruiting all the different people into the team. Sure. And he goes to visit the big show. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. And then yep. in the, and Big Show's in the garage. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to recruit him. And it's this big montage recruiting all these big guys. And then the Big Show ends up making out with another person gay. in the garage. Yep. And he's gay. And he immediately goes, nope, and crosses him out on Yeah, place. yeah, yeah. Like. Uh, but that's MacGruber. Because Mag- think of it like this. If MacGruber's an 80s send-up, an 80s action star send-up. They're not going to like that. All you of, have in right. 80s movies is homophobia. Most of the time, right? I mean, watch like 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 even like can't hardly wait, which was in the nineties when he he you know when he somebody uh, apologies if this offends anybody, but when he in the movie when uh, Mike Bender Mike Dexter uh, gets like made fun of, like he gets dumped and and someone calls him a fag in the thing. Again, apologies if that offended you, but this is in the script. Uh, he, you know, he's like, Do you hear that? Somebody called me a fag. Like that's there. That yeah. that's in that's present. Like in weird science. That's present in the 80s. Right. So, um, um, so, but MacGruber's homophobia is 80s action. And yeah. I think that's he, but here's the thing MacGruber's not a great guy. Like, no, no, MacGruber's he's a, a terrible flawed person, character. Yeah. yeah. So I think that because when you go into the story of how Kunth and him became enemies, <laughs> it's ridiculous that because after you pull that issue, you're like, damn, MacGruber's a jerk. MacGruber's a real asshole. <laughs> And I'm, of course, talking about when you discover that MacGruber's first wife, Casey, was actually dating Kunth in the movie. And then MacGruber, you know, he's like, I was best. I was going to be best man at the wedding. And that's about the time I started banging her. You know, yeah. like, like, so he stole her, basically. And then oh, there's a huge there's an abortion joke in there, which I'm sure I'm sure was 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 tough. 
for for some people, but it's just it all it does that just shows how MacGruber is just an asshole. Just yeah, a terrible, right. terrible person. Right, he's a terrible to and but that's again, I think that's attributed to his '80s character. You know what right. I mean? And I, and I so I think to come back to what you're talking about when he doesn't want the 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 guy who's gay on his staff, I think that's just MacGruber being yeah. an idiot. You know what I mean? But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean. I can understand somebody saying being sensitive about that. And I can understand people being sensitive about, you know, phrases, vernacular that's said on that's said in movies. Yeah. But these, these, but in terms of the character based, I think that it fits, but I can understand the sensitivity towards that. Yeah. I mean, I can just understand it. I just didn't quite get the, it's not as connection blatant. to that. Well, it's, oh, not, it's a, not as blatant as like the, the Hudson, Hudson Hawk, Hawk thing. Joke, yeah, right? like that. That, 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 that joke really made no bad. sense. Right. This is a guy that somebody called. Somebody makes fun of his car, and oh, it's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck you, KFB four K KFBR three nine two KFBR three nine two. And he's just he memorizing the license. I plate. love when Ryan uh, Ryan Philippe character when Piper's in the van and he's just looking around because he's got nothing to do while they're at the party and he finds the steno book and it's clues nothing and then he flips the page and it's the license plate number and he flips the page again and it's all over the place and he flips it again and it's just each letter one by one by one by one by one and then it's a little like flip book of him shitting on the other guy's car well that's that that his his mcgruber's journal that actually was forte wrote that while he was on set he actually (laughs) that's awesome yeah he wrote that so yeah so um yeah and then he finds the car while he's talking to the colonel who's just bashing the windows and (laughs) set it on fire hey what the Fuck you, asshole! Yeah, my groove's a jerk. <laughs> Hoss Bender, dead at the age of who the fuck cares? <laughs> I love when when he goes into when they do the coffee shop and he has her dress up as um as McGruber. As McGruber. And and he's like, she's like, well, why can't you go in? He's like, because. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then she's like, She's like, you're six blocks away. Okay, we're 20 blocks away. There were no spaces available. There were plenty of spaces available. With meters. <laughs> we're only seven blocks away, so if anything goes down. Seven blocks. Okay, you got me. About 20 blocks. But if anything goes down, we'll be right there. Was anything closer? Nope. There were tons of spots closer. Yeah, with meters. I love, I love when uh, she tips the coffee guy and he goes, no. No, take it out. McGruber doesn't tip. <laughs> so she's got to look at. The, she looks at the barista at the tip she just put in the cup at his uh, at his desk, and she just says, "Sorry, don't. You're not sorry. Say you're not sorry. I'm not sorry." <laughs> she she takes the tip out of her exact tip out of the change cup. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, no, oh, it's 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 great. This is ridiculous because this is going to be me. Yeah, it's great. That's great too. That's great too. That's funny too. So one of the I don't because I don't remember. I haven't seen the, of all like you when you when you catch on HBO, it's usually at a certain time. So you're just watching the whole thing. And right that. when they go to the drop, when they're going to buy the, the they're purchasing the passcodes. Right. She has she's dressed up like Haas Bender mm-hmm. in your version is is Dixon dressed up as McGruber. Oh, yeah. OK, OK, good. Because yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I was like, oh, man, what was he? Was he dressed up? He's like, oh, so my dressed, dressed up as as McGruber as Haas. Why am I dressed up like you? <laughs> <laughs> because somebody's got to be me <laughs> <laughs> give me your gun to stir this to mix this up no i'm busy now use your finger i'm using this right now <laughs> get away hold on i got it <laughs> vicky vicky you okay I, I peed i peed my pants i peed i peed, I peed myself <laughs> when they uh when they get the when they open up hotbender's trunk and 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 she's like and she's reading she's going through the uh his phone and she's like std he's like been there yeah (laughs) this is weird he has an appointment this afternoon and all it says is std been there std is also code for the old sandsfield rail yard which is about 10 miles from here i'm just gonna pop that into this gps yeah pop it in but what do you know well researching excuse me i was reading that it was like it's considered a cult classic now so why do you do you think that a movie like this didn't doesn't hit in the theater? Is it when it was released? Is it people don't really know about it? Is it 
a movie like this is it's like a movie I have like thoughts, but go ahead. It's like a movie like Popstar, which we both like. We get to see these movies for free. But when you release a movie, well, we, especially we pay with our soul, we, we do. Pay with it. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> when we screen these movies, we just walk in. We're like, hey, yeah, we're going to see these. When, when people are bu- buying tickets, especially MacGruber is coming out in May, going up against things like you want to see like an action movie. You want to see things. And, and MacGruber is very silly. I mean, it's great, but it's very silly. You, you don't necessarily get great, silly movies like most people like there's comedies that don't land especially nowadays so you need something like mcgruber where all of a sudden people start quoting it all the time and like you, like you quote it in the office constantly even though none of us know what the hell you're talking I'll about probably well, quote it, i'll probably quote it tonight <laughs> <laughs> so now like you keep quoting and now I want, i'm interested in watching it so now right. like people will start to watch it or for pop star like i, I was able to get a couple of my friends to watch because like, no, pop star is really good it's like like this scene is really funny and they're like oh, I, all right that sounds fine. i'll watch it yeah so stuff like MacGruber is like you, you quote it, you tell your friends about it, you're hanging out. And it's like, hey, you want to put MacGruber on because it's a quick comedy movie. Absolutely. And it's something light and fun that you can watch while you're just hanging out with your friends. And then they like it and they tell their friends and it kind of balloons from there. But when you're expecting people to pay, you know, $15 at a movie theater and, and really be the first ones to watch something that may not actually be funny. You know, it's 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 risky. There's, it's, it's high risk. Whereas at least in an action movie like Hobbs and Shaw, which, again, I'm only referencing because in our time. In our we time, just saw it. in our time, that's right. We live in a different temporal plane. <laughs> um, was Hobson Shaw good in that temporal plane? No. Oh, okay. It was still a little disappointing, but little. You still watch it. At least you still you know. At least you're gonna get actions. You're gonna, you're gonna get explosions. You're gonna get you're gonna get something for your money. Right. Whereas with the comedy, it's like if the jokes don't land, you wasted your money. But the jokes land. So that's the thing. But you don't know that until people tell you about it. And right. if a group is only last in three weeks in theaters, it doesn't have time to have less. Well, I think it doesn't have the luxury of having a source material that everybody is into, like 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 for lack of a better term, the the Marvel movies or I'm trying to I mean for comedies, it's you don't have stars, you know. You know, I like Will Forte in this. I like Ryan right. Felipe in this. Well, this was before he right. even became this but, is just coming off of Saturday you Night. You don't Live. have Tom Cruise or you know what I mean? Like like in Tropic Thunder. They which had, we they both had some love. Names and guest stars, they have right. they have huge named people in that movie, and people are going to that movie because Robert Downey Jr. is in there, and Ben Stiller is in it, and and Tom Cruise is in it, and that's why people are going to the movie. Yeah, not because Ben Stiller directed it, not because it's a funny send up of of Hollywood or anything like that. It's Matthew McConaughey's it because there's movie stars in it, right? And that's why people go to the movies. We see it all the time. People people will come into a th- or the theater, and you can tell when somebody is popular for for. Kevin Hart and he's very popular in movies and it doesn't yep. matter what he's in because when people come to the theater and they ask, they're like, Hey, I'm like, hi, can I help you? Yeah. Give me the ticket for Kevin Hart movie. They don't even know they the name of the movie, movie. Yep. but they just know who's in it. And that's, that's true for anybody. That's, that's at a, you know, that, that that's star is hot. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that is in a, in a starring vehicle. And to Kevin Hart's credit, he's doing movies that are like like night school the movies that are their comedies that he's doing that people know him in right that's what they're expecting they know what they're getting out of that you don't know what you're getting out of mcgruber nobody's coming up saying like give me the will forte movie so i think that right off the bat it's got it's it's got something against it in terms of finding an audience right now you're also talking about saturday night live now which is not saturday night live from the 70s or 80s it's not the or even the early nineties, it's not the, the mega show it used to be. So people well, aren't like Saturday Night Live comes in waves, right? It, it's it's always been a cyclical show. So and it's always about the cast. Now you can argue like which cast is better and here and there and like right. which, but like I think now in terms of who's on there now or in terms of like when the last big cast was and stuff like that, they're everyone's so quick to make certain people like oh my god they're the next thing. Right. That's just not true with Saturday Night Live. That's true with anything. When somebody is very popular, like somebody like Tiffany Haddish, when she's in something, you know, and she's funny and people like her in something and, and a movie that she's in does well, she's in the next six films. She's like, she's, she's all like, she explodes. Right. And Chris and Kristen Wiig exploded after, because after MacGruber, she does Bridesmaids and then Bridesmaids really launches her to, in terms of movies. Right. And she's in everything to the point of overexposure. And I don't fault that because when you have been struggling and when you have been trying to put together a career and all of a sudden you have gone through that door of you don't have to audition anymore. You, you know, you any movie. It, yeah, exactly. Because your you name, never know when it fades. Right. Your name brings money to the table. Then 
I absolutely go overexpose yourself. Go put it, put yourself in everything. You know, it's just that I don't fault that at all. So in terms of Saturday Night Live, not just Saturday Night Live, but now everyone's really quick on finding. Everybody is trying to find that next it person, that next big thing. So just back to MacGruber. I think because it didn't have a big name in there, I think that that hurts it. Sure. I also think what hurts it is that the May 21st release date. Yeah. This isn't this isn't a, I get that it's making fun of summer movies, but this isn't a summer movie. Like it's not a summer action movie. So don't put it there. Don't put it up against Shrek Forever After two weeks behind Iron Man two one week. You know, what I mean, like, don't don't put it there. This is a movie that would probably work better in almost like the January, February time or March, September, maybe maybe like like the slower months. Absolutely. I think maybe the studio might have been hoping this would be the next Austin Powers. Um, because Austin Powers came out in the summertime, so they're like, "All right, that's bankable." But, but again, you have Mike Myers in Austin Powers. Well, my question would also be: Is does the first Austin Powers that came out come out in the summertime? I know the second one came out a week after Star Wars Episode One, but I don't the know second if the original, one. Yeah, because I remember their trailer was: If you can see one movie this summer, see Star Wars. If you can see two, watch Austin Powers, which I always liked. So, International Man and Mystery came out May second. Uh, so it was still May. Yeah. It was early May though, but yeah. But that May sell. I'll tell you right now what it was up against. Uh, it came out against. Oh, hey man, it came out to say breakdown. Remember we talked about breakdown oh, yeah. last day, last episode, uh, which we love. Uh, breakdown, and then uh, week after that was Father's Day and the Fifth Element. So I mean, first week, yeah. first week of May, first week of May in, in 1997 is where you kind of get started your your uh, summer movie. So yeah. now, uh, but again, again, Austin Powers has Mike Myers from Wayne's World. So I mean, right. he's already a star at this point. McGruber doesn't have that. I think. I mean, I mean, how about this? Let's say you're doing McGruber now. Same cast, same character, same same thing. All right, Every, but it's a Netflix film, and it comes to Netflix. How do you how do you think that would do? Do you think that it would have a bigger impact being a Netflix film, a Netflix original movie? Well, now and you're talking, it's the same movie. I'm not saying it's, it's going to make. I'm not saying it's going to make eight point five. No, million. I'm just saying it's. So oh, you're it's saying movie. it's the exact same movie. Yeah, it's yeah. same cast, same yeah, same thing. You're just taking this movie. Just say then, doing yeah, it, now. it will do well. And you know why? Because Netflix originals suck. Whoa. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to open that up now. What do you mean they suck? Well, there, I have not seen a Netflix original movie. Movie, okay, not show movie that has been. I would even say uh, there have been some decent ones, and I haven't. There's the Dan Stevens movie, um, Apostle, yep. which I haven't seen, which which does look decent, but I I don't know if it is. Because I have not seen a Netflix original film that is that is anywhere near. I'm gonna have good. to. We should. We should like. It's almost like we should call on a reliever and get Andrew Morgan from the podcast right. over here to be like, "Hey, Andrew, Andrew, what do you think about this? Uh, has he actually liked any well, of them?" Well, now I okay. So now I've I've seen it. I did you see Triple Frontier? I've not seen. But That's you, not terrible. I've heard that it's just mediocre. It's okay. Yeah, it's not no, terrible. So I've never heard anyone say this is really good. Like, right. but I, their shows are great. I'm gonna tell you right now. I bet you that's blown out of the water when The Irishman comes out, the Scorsese film. Oh, come on. You don't think that looks good? I think I don't think it looks good. Really? I don't think it looks good. Why? Because I don't think I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I haven't. I've only seen the trailer. So I, I haven't seen it, but I think if it was good, they'd have put it in theaters. It's got such a bankable it'll, cast. It'll be in theaters wide, though, or it's just select theaters. It's, I think it's select. It's going to be in select theaters primarily so that it can get some Oscar consideration. Right. But also. But here's the thing. Scorsese could have went anywhere with that. Netflix gave him the money. That's why he's that's why he's there. Go ahead. They, they're hiding uh, right now. I don't know if there's another trailer has come out, but right now it's just a teaser. And the teaser doesn't do any kind of job at showing you what Robert De Niro looks like. DH. They show little snippets and those little snippets are fucking awful. Well, they are atrocious. The teaser is set to show you that it's De Niro, Pacino, Pesci. It's, it's showing I get you that. who's in it. But they're trying to hide his younger versions. But then they show a couple of quick clips of his younger versions. And that when he's answering the phone and they're doing the slow camera turn, they finally reveal him. It looks awful. I've seen de really? done really well. And that de-aging is not. You thought that was bad? Good. I don't think it was bad. I thought bad. that was bad. And I think that is something that will pull me right out of it. Well, my thing about the de-aging stuff is, I mean, I get it. You want to see De Niro again. But come on. Just cast some. There's plenty of other actors out there. It's time for the. It's plenty of just to take the mantle. You know, I, I hate when they be like the next De Niro because that's BS. You shouldn't have the next anything. The next Spielberg should be the next yourself. The next exactly. So just there are plenty of actors that could have handled these roles. And 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 I I, I get you don't want to let go of that. You want to you want to have that and you want to always be in everything. But at some point you have to understand that your career like like 
like Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon had a tremendous career, but Jack Lemon had a tremendous almost last half of career when he did Grumpy Old Man and Grumpy Old Man. He started being in a bunch of stuff where he was hilarious. Right. He played his age. He right. didn't try to play yeah. a 30 year old or something like that. I wouldn't that. want to see like a Jack Lemon or Walter Matthau do like, or they do like a re- when they were alive. They did like maybe they do like an odd couple remake and they de-age them to be like as they were. But I don't want to see that. I mean, I you know I know they did odd couple too, but you know, <laughs> well, it's, it's like I I don't think that that I mean this is a crazy tangent right now. That's fine. Um, but we're basically gonna be we're we're basically you know loving MacGruber, so the tangent works. <laughs> uh, I I don't think it looks great. I think that you need. Um, De Niro, Pacino, and Pesci in there because that's that's what people want to see. Right. That's what people got excited for. That's how he's getting the money. It's okay. like, hey, here's what I want to do. Well, I want to see the Irishman, so I don't. You're, you're, I want to see it uh, too. Just I just, I'm very, ca- I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Maybe it'll be the first good original. Okay, film. well, let's go back to. But so yeah, if it goes I don't, on, not not based. I want you to tell me about MacGruber, not based on the fact that you think everything else sucks on Netflix. I think it would do really well because it's 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 a quality comedy. It's really good. It's something quick. You're you're not paying for it. It's I'm, free. I'm thinking you're. I, well, my, yeah, I'm saying because I think it would find an audience quicker. It would find like this Absolutely. movie is. I read an article. I think it was Rolling Stone, and it was like a retrospective. Like they go back and revisit movies. This was from a couple of years ago. Maybe it was two years, a year ago. So what are they doing revisiting movies? Well, That's our job. <laughs> well, they they were talking about MacGruber, and they okay. and I think they said they talk about how it's big with college students or somebody, or maybe I read a review where it said like this will be big with college kids because it's quotable. I think so. Let's say it comes out on Netflix or a streaming service or Prime. I think that's where it's going to pick up. I think that's where everyone's going to fall in love with it. Absolutely right. So I, I maybe maybe what betrays this movie is not. The movie itself, but the the care that goes into releasing it, which is something we never really talk about in terms of like we talk about how like, you know, sometimes movies are put up against stuff or it's released the wrong time or it's just not right. Or we talk about some movies are flawed and sort of like Dreamcatcher has story flaws and stuff like that. Right. But this is almost like the first time where we have a movie where the studio didn't do right by it, whether they didn't believe in it, whether they just didn't know what to do with it, whether it was just something that they they just like, oh, people will love it. We love it. People will love it. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is, not doing it right. I mean, I think they because they put it in May. So it's not like they didn't enjoy it because they wouldn't have put it in a prime location. I, exactly. Like that. And and that's fine. Maybe they, they saw something that we see in it. Right. But unfortunately, I mean, I don't think our tastes are not mainstream. I mean, I while I do watch a lot of mainstream content, my taste is not I don't love everything mainstream. In fact, it's some I find some of it quite annoying. You know, I like I like finding a movie like this that nobody likes, but it's really good. You know what I mean? But to the but, but on on the flip side of that, there are people out there that specifically only like movies that nobody else likes. Right. And I can't stand that because you can because it's all about the story. Don't it's all about what you're watching and if it makes you laugh in terms of MacGruber, if it makes you cry or it makes you, it makes you it impacts you in some way story-wise that it is a good film don't just like it because oh you just don't get it like we have like we have that one Uh, guy yeah uh that just you know you just don't get it it's like no it's not that we don't like it because there's stuff wrong with it yeah you know what i mean not to get into the whatever movie we're talking about here i don't like people that are contrarians for the sake of being contrarians right there is a line in bottle shock which is chris pine and um Alan Rickman. You should see that movie. That's I, you know what? I'm going to put it on the list. But it's basically <laughs> I know of it. I haven't seen it, but I know about it. Yeah. It's about how um this vineyard in uh California in the 70s. 70s? Maybe 80s. In the 70s, they go over to France to put their wine in the contest, like to like to like best wine whatever it is or or I think it's wine. It is wine. And um and it's at the time where no wine from the states won anything because it was considered lesser than right but they end up going and they win they win but in that in that line there's a line in there where it's like oh it's about oh it's it's like don't be a snob it's it limits you you know like that kind of i'm paraphrasing but that's they're like like don't just be a snob to be a snob there are beautiful things everywhere such as mcgruber well see how i brought that back <laughs> I, I, I like that i like that so yeah so I, I i think the biggest thing about why this probably was forgotten was i just don't don't think it was put out at the right time and maybe, I mean, 
I definitely think I, I I like that this was a feature film that this was in the theaters, but I don't know if it would. I think it probably would have worked better if the streaming services were more popular back then. Yeah, I was going to say it didn't really have a choice back then. No, I get you. I mean, I know there's talk of MacGruber, too. I know they want to do uh, it. I've seen a bunch of that stuff and they've shot him down. The last thing I saw was last. I think it was this March. It was either this March or last March. They pitched a series, TV series, to a couple people, and they were like high on that. But we'll see. I mean, I'll watch the hell out of it. Well, that TV series better be on Netflix. It better have the. It, it should retain the adult humor of the of the film. Oh, I would imagine yeah. that it would. Like an HBO show or Netflix or wherever. I'm curious that if like, and I, they won't do it this year because let's say next year, 2020. Okay. The 10, 10 year anniversary. If this is a fathom event. Like if they show, for oh, one night, they put it in the theaters. They, yeah, they put it for one night only. I'm curious how busy this would be. Would this be packed? I'm curious because we have a couple of those coming up. Like they're newer movies, like the Jay and Silent Bob reboots of Fathom Event, right? Um, Three from Hell, the Rob Zombie, uh, the trilogy. That that's actually from House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. I think it's part of that. Oh, is it part of that? Yeah. So those are those are coming out just kind of like single like. Single single days, single, yeah. Uh, they shall not grow. Grow old did that, and it was so wildly popular that they ended up putting it out. Uh, you know, a full schedule. But quite honestly, they screwed up. They should have just did it originally because when they put it out for the full schedule, nobody came. Yep. And it's just you, you just shake your head. Um, <laughs> and granted, maybe that was just at our location and not everywhere else. But um, so I'm curious if this came out for like its tenth year anniversary and it was just a fathom event on Tuesday night at seven for twelve fifty a ticket. I'm curious if this would be really busy. I don't know. I just, you know, we'll I, to see. I, I, yeah, maybe, maybe. All right. So that's it. We love McGruber. Watch it. Right. <laughs> Go for the turkey. Is there anything else that I've forgotten about how much we like it? Yeah. Well, any, anything that you kind of have in there? Did you notice that he actually dies on July 4th? That's when he was getting married. I did. Yeah. 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 Okay. True American. Did you notice the commando handshakes? Yes. When did, yep. I love those. C4. I packed myself. With these hands Tug God. God you okay <laughs> I will say this that it is a life goal of mine To walk into a party and just flip off the door man Like I don't care oh, that's, that's, that's so <laughs> I love when he makes uh, loses the senator All the money Trust oh, I, me, know. I know him when he does that I think he's bluffing I He's bluffing sorry <laughs> My bad. Which is funny is that he causes the senator To become to be a turncoat yep. <laughs> He gets the colonel shot yeah, exactly. I love when um, Kunth is in his room painting and the old ladies there naked. <laughs> wet her. Wet her more. <laughs> there's a couple different. There's more lines in the extended than that one. It's okay. Oh, no. He's like, because he's like, oh, we have this McGruber. He's like, did you, why didn't you hold on? We, didn't, we thought he was mentally challenged. Yeah. Mentally handicapped. And he's like, do you remember the assassination of Jimmy Carter? Well, Jimmy Carter's not dead. Exactly. Like, there's, 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 that, there's that in there. Um. I like the fact that the creator of MacGyver, Lee David Zoltoff, tried to stop the production of the movie because it was affecting his MacGyver reboot or something like that. It's like, oh, really? It's like, again, it's like two things that are like MacGyver. Come on. And and your own title character was in a skit with him. I mean, yep. Come on. It's too late, man. It's too late. <laughs> well, they got young MacGruber or whatever. MacGruber Jr. You mean MacGyver? MacGyver, yeah. yeah MacGyver's I don't watch younger that show. Years but or... on CBS. Is that still on? I think so. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, it's like MacGyver and Hawaii Five-0 back to back. On CBS. And Magnum P.I. Now it's Magnum. Jeez, you're right. What else is coming? Is Jake and the Fat Man coming? Oh, that's right. Well, they already tried uh, Ironside. Did they really? Yeah, that didn't work. That was only a pilot. I'm an elementary guy. I like elementary. Yeah, I'm but not a big. I like it. I, I don't like CBS shows well, for the most part. That's the only CBS show I really, really watch. Although I did watch. I My wife and I do watch The Big Bang Theory. I know. Nobody likes it. It's fine. Everyone can't stand it. That's fine. it. that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Towards the, the last couple of seasons were kind of eh, but there was some times where there's some stuff that made me laugh. Yeah. Only um, thing I like on CBS is Star Trek. Don't Discovery. be a snob; it limits you. Do you <laughs> remember that? Do you remember that line from like two minutes line. ago? I, I won't be a snob. I was talking about Bottle Shock. Don't be a jerk. Something quality. Don't be a jerk. I'm great. I'm great. It makes you feel something. I, I'm glad. I just make you feel something. I just laugh. That's feeling. Whatever. But I don't like it at all. Well, you like two and a half men, right? No, no, that's my oh, least favorite thing. Okay. No, I don't, I don't, watch I don't watch that. I don't watch that. That's that is the bottom of the barrel. Well, okay. Well, then, what's your best? What's the best sitcom you've ever seen? That's right. We're going there now. 
I already know the answer. I mean, I really like Friends. Uh, but but I, I, I'm a big, I'm a big How I Met Your Mother guy. But I think <sighs> Cheers is going to be the best one to begin. Like, only it's, one. Listen, it's going to be Cheers. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you this right now. You can argue. Oh, you're going to say Seinfeld. Exactly. There's only one sitcom that is number one, and that is Seinfeld. Everything else is fighting for number two. I'm sorry. You can yell at me all you want, and I'm you not can. Yell at you. No, I'm not telling you. I'm telling you, <laughs> but 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 Seinfeld. I can flip on any episode of Seinfeld, and it's hilarious. Any episode, any episode doesn't have one. Don't give me this crap about the final episode where no one likes the ending. The ending uh, is the beginning. The ending is the beginning of the of the, series, the series. But regardless, I, I actually like the last episode. I do too. But I love that so, they finally get their comeuppance for being like yeah, the worst people. But they're having the same conversation they have in the, in the first episode. Yeah, when they're in jail. Right. Yeah. So, anyways. Now that I've expressed my Seinfeld is number one, everything else is fighting for number two. These are opinions, folks. These are my opinions, and yes. they are correct, and they are accurate. the opinions of Mike Field. Right, we need to start talking. We need to go back to MacGruber. Okay. Right? So the uh, final question. Yes. But I don't even know where we are on time. Final we're, question. We're, we're fine. Final question. Final question. I need you to give me your favorite quote from the movie. I will. I already. Know, I already have mine. I oh, know what man. mine is. There are so many, but I already have mine. But I can. Uh, do you want me to go first? I need you to give me your favorite quote from this movie or your favorite couple lines of dialogue. I mean, his whole quote about the uh, <laughs> about his past with Kunt is is amazing. But I think my favorite quote is probably they were fucking great guys. And this is a fucking asshole. Of the day. <laughs> they were nice funerals. Yeah. What did you think of my eulogies? Very touching. I might have. Uh... Cut back on the F words a little. Well, they were fucking great guys. And this is a fucking asshole of a day. I know. It's just that their kids were there. They left. Because of your use of heavy language. Well, fuck them. Okay. Now, I like the I like the throat rip stuff. Uh, I like one of this is probably like my one a one when he's like, like, is, it's like if ripping throats is going to get that nuclear war. Then I will suck as many. Dicks, I mean, rip as many throats <laughs> as I possible. It's sick. Maybe. But if ripping throats gets that warhead back, I'll suck as many dicks as I uh, rip as many throats as I have to. Did you hear that? No. OK, good. So that's one. But. I paraphrase that one. I probably screwed it up. My favorite in this movie is when they are. She's taking the bullet out of his leg, and he goes to kiss her. She's like, "Wait, I'm a virgin." He's like, "Not for long." <laughs> I have that. Down that is too, my yeah. favorite. My my favorite. Better get you sewn up. No. Leave it open. I like holes. I'm a virgin. Not for long. And and the whole sex scene that ensues is so ridiculous. Oh, that's so awkward. And when I love when he uh I poured Casey's ghost last night. We can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole idea of the fact that like it's so like because again, so 80s, they got the Peters. Is that Peter Cetera? That song that's on there? I don't know. They got the 80s song, the love song. It's all just 80s song. It's awesome. And it's all like, all like love, you know, it's shot well. And then just cuts to him just being like, (laughs) exactly. Just having like, it's just like this. Yeah, exactly. You don't talk. I talk. You don't talk. I talk. But that's like, because it's almost like pulling the veil off of 80s. Like what, what really that entails. Exactly. Which, which again, this whole movie is a satire of the action stars of the, of, you know, what MacGruber represents. Right. You know, he is. The whole movie is telling you MacGruber is ridiculous. MacGruber is not nice. MacGruber is an ass. And, you know, we all love it for it, no matter what, especially back in the 80s. So, yeah. But anyways, there's a di- big difference between winging it and seeing what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> You've already picked your quote. You can't. Oh, there's so. so many fucking quotes. It's really good. If you have not seen this movie, we ruined it for you. Um, but you if you have seen it and you are like us and you know the brilliance of this movie please share it with others i mean age appropriate as well i mean i i just watched it we're recording on friday i watched it monday night i i i wouldn't mind watching it again like if now (laughs) this is a movie that i'm flipping around on on hbo or showtime and it's on and there's no kids downstairs and i'm watching it i'm watching it i just have it on and i'm just watching it because it's just it's i laugh at it's funny it's really really funny so yeah so mcgruber McGrew, check it out. Don't you gonna sing the song? We made a fucking movie, <laughs> McGruber. 
So now is the time on Sprockets when we dance. We're going to throw that SNL quote in there. If anyone <laughs> remembers that. Um, but actually, this is the time where we're going to... What are we doing? Plugs? Uh, well, uh, we actually didn't talk about because we were talking about this last week. We plugged the Nomcast, which we brought off again. Right. Um, we never really talked about <laughs> what to plug. What to plug this time? I guess do some personal ones and then do yours and I'll try to think of something to plug. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. So... If you like the sound of my voice, as I always say, <laughs> uh, you can listen to my smooth, buttery vocal cords on two other podcasts. I've got Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews, where every week we open up a different craft beer from a different brewery, and we talk a little bit about the history of the brewery, um, the style of beer, the history of that style of beer. Obviously, we talk about how we feel about the beer we're drinking. And then um, as we're sipping on that, we just kind of hang out. We talk about the latest in pop culture news, uh, what's on TV, the, what's currently in the movies. We review stuff. That is Cracking One Open with Mike and Elise. And then I've got Two Player Bros, a podcast by two brothers who play way too many video games. We can join myself and my brother Alex as we talk about all things video game related. Every system, including PC and VR, will preview the games, talk about any news, and uh, review games we've recently played so that's cracking one open with mike and elise and two player bros both of them are available wherever podcasts can be found and you can also hit us up on all the social medias as well so during that time that you were talking about all those podcasts i uh i came up with nothing (laughs) (laughs) i tried i guess i don't know i got nothing so i'll just plug my own stuff so selfish (laughs) sorry everyone uh yeah you can check out my uh, stuff i do on my personal site michaeldfield.com i've got two books out right now uh, part of the adam parker series i actually just finished writing one of the stories for the compendium the uh, not compendium the uh welcome to brookville kind of short story thing so that's something i just kind of finished writing that up is it good who knows uh, but you can catch the Adam Parker series on Amazon.com. That's Adam Parker and the Radioactive Scout and Adam Parker and the High School Bully, which is the second book in the series. Um, if you like Encyclopedia Brown, this is basically Encyclopedia Brown grown up and making a ton of mistakes because uh, he doesn't like, I don't know, what he's become or what he was and whatnot. But, you know, check it out. It's comedy. It's a comedy action mystery kind of stuff. Mike hasn't read them, so he can't give you his. Uh, They're fantastic. You know, he has not read them. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Don't believe him. They're not fantastic. <laughs> Wait, this is back. Don't buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And also, Forgotten Cinema. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are also on Instagram, which is where we post our variety of content. I believe we started getting into our video content phase uh, at this point. So you probably know what we look like now. Uh, I'm the tall one, and I'm uh, the handsome one. That uh, <laughs> that begs to be seen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I get that. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to dissuade any viewers and listeners. If you do agree with Mr. Butler, but, no, that's fine. That's fine. But I'll it's clear that that's he is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's very, very handsome. I'm the Quasimodo one. <laughs> <laughs> there is a hump. Uh, so, so yeah, so. Check us out on all those sites. We're also all over we're, wherever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, Google Stitcher, Play. Google Play, we're everywhere. So just kind of, uh, I don't know, just search us and you'll see us. ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com. There you go. We're also online and that's where we get our episodes and all our write-ups and all that stuff. I will say also with this MacGruber episode, I'm going to, there, there should be a link to an article that I wrote on my personal blog about four or five years ago, because I got challenged to write why I love MacGruber. We made him do this. Yes. So I actually did a blog post where I gave you like five reasons why MacGruber was great. I'm going to put that into the, uh, the link on the, on the, on our episode page link, it'll be there with our usual write up, like what we're talking about. So if you want to check that out, um, you know, it'll be there. So yeah. So that's also available on, like I said, michaeldfield.com. Brilliant. Yes. And I apologize for not coming up with a plug for some other people. I will do better next time. But speaking of next time, next week, we're going to be doing a our first viewer suggestion. Yes, we are. Or listener suggestion. Listener Excuse suggestion. me. So yes. go ahead. Uh, we will be doing the film 310 to Yuma, the remake starring uh, Christian Bale and Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yep, absolutely. And uh, we both 
Have you seen that? You've seen it. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. Okay, so that'll probably be another one. I think we'll be able to kind of, you know, break that down a little bit further. I actually might watch the original too. I don't know why, but maybe I will. Interesting. But let's be honest. I won't get to it. <laughs> I rewatched all of MacGyver for this. And so, yeah, so, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so join us next week. We'll be talking 310 to Yuma. Yeah, that's it. It was good to see you again, Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right, man. So uh, I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema. Cue the music. The Groover. No, I meant the, I meant the do, 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 do. Oh, you're going to sing with Groover again? No, that was just, that was the end. Okay. You could have joined me and you failed. I don't want to join you. I don't want to say, I don't know the words to Mac- I only know McGruber. That's the only one word I know. McGruber! McGruber! McGruber!